Kicking it with Kay and Clay. 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 Hey everybody! Welcome for to welcome to Kicking It with Kay and Clay. I'm your girl Kay Marie, and I thank you for tuning in to this very very special live show. Okay, and momentarily we will have um, Dr. K. She'll be joining us. Uh, she is a very very busy um, ER and trauma doctor, so she is was gracious enough to give us a few minutes of her time. Uh, she is was just getting off of work. So she, I said, Hey, you know, we want you here alive. <laughs> Take your time. And, um, you know, when you get in, I will add her. So thank you again for tuning in to this very, very special, special live show. Again, we're going to be talking about facts versus myths when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. A lot of stuff going around. Um, your girl, right here. I was one of those people that said, I'm not getting ish. Okay. Um, I was very vocal about it. Some of you may have heard me say that on different platforms. I mean, I was like straight up, like, I'm not getting it. There's no way. None. But I had a change of heart. And I did my own research and um, Clay and I, we are both vaccinated. We have been fully vaccinated since May. We got our second shot in May and I'm just so glad for it. And I know we're talking with different people, uh, family, friends, um, co-workers, et cetera, that a lot of people are on the fence. Um, they have a lot of questions and that's why it prompted me to do a show like this. Um, I've been trying to get in touch with um, Dr. K for about a, since June or so, you know, so again, very busy and I just thank her for this time. And for those of you who have questions, um, Dr. K will be able to, um, you know, answer some questions you may have some, because um, it's, it's important. You really have to um, know what you're getting into. It's good to know what's in, in it. Um, again, research is very, very key. Um, just quickly, just to tell my story until Dr. K gets here. Um, after I was like, I'm not getting it, I'm not getting it, there's no way. Uh, Clay kind of like, changed my mind. He was Adam. He's like, I'm getting it. He was over one of his best friend's houses and his wife was just telling her husband, like, you should get it. Um, and she was just very, very emotional about it um, because somebody in his family gotten it and she was very, very sick. But it's no joke, you know. And I moved from I'm not getting that ish to, well, I'll just wait a little bit to, okay, I made a decision. I'm going to get it. Okay. Now it's no secret. I am a Christian and look, I was like, Lord, <laughs> I need you. Let me know what to do about this. Um, and as I, you know, prayed and I sought God and I wanted to follow peace. One thing that stuck out 
to me that um, was communicated to me was that scripture um, in Luke where, it's, where it says, um, and it's in red, because, you know, Jesus is speaking for those who, who believe, you know, the word of God. Uh, he said that if you take up any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. And I'm going to welcome in Dr. K. She's here. Hey. Hi, K. How are you? Can you hear me okay? I can. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Sorry that I was kind of running late at work. Oh, no. I was just explaining to everyone that I'm like, look, y'all, she is a very busy ER trauma doctor. So I thank her for the time that she's given us. So just bear with us. You know, I was just briefly just telling like my story, how I was like, I wasn't getting it. I don't know if you remember on the show that we did, um, we talked about um, the, uh, flu, race. the flu shot. <laughs> oh, you remember. Okay. I do. Because when I, when I saw on your page that you got the vaccine, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't mess with the flu shot though. I said, <laughs> but <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing. Listen, <laughs> but yeah, so I went from like I'm not getting it. Um, it's too quick for me. Uh, I don't know. It's not, you know, FDA. I I just was not. I was not getting it. And like I was telling the people. I was very vocal about it on different platforms. Like, I'm not getting it. Like, y'all can do what you do, but I'm not getting it. But over a little time, you know, it, it just started to resonate in me and my fiance because we both got it. And um, as I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Christian. So I, I, I had to seek the Lord on this. I really, really did. And the one scripture that stuck out to me was, if you take up any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. You know, like if you don't know that it's deadly, you know, um, it, it's not going to harm me. You know, my, my faith is strong. So I believe that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get it. That's how I'm going to get it. And um, my mother got it. And my brother has it. He, he works in healthcare. Um, my auntie got it. So it's a lot of people that I know that has gotten it. But it's, again, it's a lot of people that's on the fence. Hence this show tonight. Okay. So um, again, everyone, this is Dr. K. She is a ER doc. Um, she is also a, an advisor to other um, to medical students, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So she knows her stuff. <laughs> right. She knows her stuff. Okay. So okay, let's just dive into it. Okay. The vaccine. A lot of not not just a lot of us, um, people who just listening. Um, I was rubbing my skin as a lot of people with melanin. <laughs> not just us are not, you know, getting it, but it's it's other people that's not too, because I think number one, they don't know what's in it, and they think that it came out too quickly. What do you have to say about that? Okay, so I think those are, I like this method. I like this format addressing people's hesitancies, right? So yes. what's what's in it, right? We don't know what's in it. We don't know what's in half of the things we put in our body. Like, you know, I'm eating this this raisin brand right here that I like, right? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's raisin, but I don't know all the itty gritty bitty. So that argument is, you know, I'm like, half the things we consume, we don't know, right? It's like all the vaccines, but there are different types, right? The Pfizer and Moderna is mRNA. 
Um, and so I know it's an mRNA um, vaccine. And what mRNA means is it, it, it contains the genetic code to make something, right? Okay. And the concern with the mRNA, what's in it was that it's going to change my DNA, it's going to go into my nucleus. It doesn't do that, right? right? Basic biology tells me that mRNA, which is what codes pertain, that's what makes you you, that's what tells your body what to make K, you know, what to make K enzymes. The mRNA is translated to that protein, that spike protein in the cytoplasm, which is the cell of the body. It has no way to go into your DNA. It, it's not a miracle worker, right? I'm Christian <laughs> as well. Jesus is the only way, only one that performs miracles. Yes. <laughs> mRNA thing cannot go into your nucleus, cannot change your DNA. What's in it? Johnson & Johnson, it's, it's what they call a vector vaccine, which we use for a lot of other vaccines. So we know that we've had this before, right? It works. So Pfizer and Moderna have your mRNA, um, which do not enter your nucleus. So they have no way to change your genetics. Okay. And Johnson & Johnson uses a, a virus called adenovirus vector, which we know, which we use in other vaccines. So that's question number one, what's in it? The other stuff in it, you know, I'm not a like, you know, vaccine developer. I didn't like look at the details. I just trust because all the other vaccines that I've had, I've had typhoid, hepatitis, rabies. I'm not looking at those either. So I just hope to go, you're right. We're moving in faith too because I've injected other vaccines in my body. Why would this be all of a sudden so different? Right? Exactly. Did everybody make a big deal from the typhoid vaccine? No, you know. So that's my, that's how I respond to that. Um, was made too quickly. So actually it wasn't because, you know, you know, Dr. Dr. Kizzy, um, we all love her. Um, Dr. Corbett, you know, she was working um, with the NIH, you know, the um, black um, yeah. um, scientist that was head of the coronavirus team. Her team has been working on this for years. If you remember, um, COVID is actually SARS-CoV-2. So there was actually a SARS-CoV-1 several years ago. In fact, I think I may have still been in Nigeria at that time where there was like a respiratory virus. And they have been interested in coronaviruses for a very long time. So the work that we see is because of years of development. But why it looked like it was fast was because this was a pandemic. People were dying. Hospitals were shutting down. Our health systems were about to collapse. And so the entire world pull together resources. These things are backed by government, backed by private donors, because we're like, we need to find a solution. People are not sleeping. People are day in, day out working, you know? So that's why it seemed fast because we had to find a fast solution. But actually, there's been a lot of background work already. You know, mm -hmm. Dr. Um, Corbett and her team, you know, had already like built, like they had been working on coronaviruses for a while. They had looked at their genome, looked at their sequences. So thank God that we had SARS-CoV-1 when we did a long time mm -hmm. ago, so that they could be like, huh, this thing is interesting. This could have potential, you know, of being mm -hmm. a worrisome virus. So. A lot of people think all of a sudden this development came overnight. No, scientists have been working on this for a very long time. And we were just catapulted into the vaccine development because of the need and because we're like, okay, we're working nonstop and governments are funding this. So even though it came out fast, it is not a new thing because mm -hmm. they've been working on it. The NIH has been working on this. And also, a uh, concern with coming out fast is, oh, well, you didn't meet all the safety profiles, right? 
And so before they got the EUA, we have um, three main stages of vaccine development, stage one, stage two, stage three. Okay. Stage one, they do it like in a little, in like just a few people to say, is this, is this, um, is this safe? What side effects? The next stage is, does it mount the response that we want? Is it getting the adequate levels of antibodies? Then the next stage is, you know, as compared to the general population, does it work? Okay. And they did all of that. It was expedited because we don't have two years for this thing to wipe out half of the world's population. Yeah. I mean, so many people died, not their yeah. life news. This thing put our entire world on hold. So there was a sense of urgency. So we don't have two years, three years to do phase one, phase two, phase three trials. As long as there was evidence it worked, we moved on. And guess what? Do you know how many people have received this vaccine now? No. Millions and billions of people have received the vaccine. And what are the side effects, right? So side effects have come out. But what gives me hope is that when they recognize the side effects, they actually put out um, warnings and say, hey, put this on hold. We need to look at this. They evaluate them and they're being transparent with it. And so the fact that something has a side effect doesn't mean it was rushed. It doesn't mean it's bad. It means it's medicine and yeah. all medicines have side effects. And the fact that they are catching things means that part of that regulatory process is still ongoing. So people are still in the trials. They are still monitoring them. You know, so my encouragement to everybody on the fence is this is safe. They are taking this seriously. We have a monitoring event app. If you get a vaccine, you get side effects of monitoring that app. And it's it, it, it works. It works. It's safe. I understand your hesitancy. Um, but a lot of us have taken and we're still here. <laughs> yeah. But you know what though? I've 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 um a few of like my close friends have told me that people that they that they know mm -hmm. they took the shot. I don't know if it's like the, it might have been the second shot, and something like could um catastrophic happened to them and they linked it to the shot because they were fine before then and unbeknownst to them they didn't have any underlying conditions so what yeah. do you mind giving me examples of the catastrophic things that happened i i can't remember what she said but it, it, it was something that was i was like wow but see, that's the thing. Unless I get an example, yeah, say all sorts. And until I get an example, so I can, in uh, in full transparency, I'll tell you some of the side effects that we've seen, you know. But again, anything has side effects. Mm -hmm. The fact that this one has side effect, you have to weigh. In medicine, everything is, we do is risk benefit. Mm -hmm. So even before I order a test on you, if you come to my ER, for example, I ordered labs on so many people today. If I stick you with a needle. I could tear your skin, I could infect your skin, I could, you know, injure your, your blood vessel, but the benefit outweigh the risk because I, I want to know what's wrong. I want to know if there's any lab abnormality. So there's nothing that is without risk. Yeah. And so the side effects of the COVID vaccine, in full transparency, I'll tell you the ones that I know. Okay. The first is called Guillain-Barré. It's just a fancy name for weakness of the legs. 
Hmm. But that happens with the flu vaccine. I've had friends that have had hmm. a flu vaccine. That happens with any vaccine. It's just the nature of medicine. Nothing okay. is perfect. And like you said, I'm a woman of faith too. So I take these vaccines. I pray to God, God, don't let it be me that has the side effect. Right, right. No. Right, right. Say, like, God, don't let today be the day this day decides to act up in my body. Please, Lord. Right. You know? So that's the Guillain-Barre. I don't know if you saw in the news two weeks ago, I think it was a 13-year-old boy that died three days after his vaccine. They found fluid around his heart. That's another known vaccine, and they have put it on the labels. It's myocarditis percarditis. Just that means inflammation around the heart. We don't know why it happens. It's rare, but it happens. We're talking about one to three in one million. Yeah, now, when you have that one person that it affects, you don't care about the other 990 something, you know, because it affects you. But that's how rare it is. We think about things that are less than 0.1%. Less yeah. than that. That is super rare. But in full disclosure, transparency, it happens. So I don't know what category your friend fell into. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm sorry, but no, it's, I've, it's, I've heard like yeah. a few, a few things, you know, yeah. Yeah. that when people say, Oh, I didn't have this happen before I took the vaccine. So, well, and, you know and, and, it could have happened without the vaccine anyways, if they were going to break their leg and I got my vaccine yesterday, there's no way to prove causation. Mm. Right? You can't say because I took the vaccine yesterday and I broke my leg today, the vaccine made me weak. You know, but the associations that you know that the data, because they are really looking at this seriously, is the Guillaume Barry I told you about the inflammation of the heart and then the blood clots, the Johnson and Johnson mm. especially, you know, and so they found that because they they the way we look at the side effects is we combine it to the general population. So how likely is the general population to get a blood clot, for example? Yeah. What's the rate in general population versus the rate in the vaccine group? And so they found that the Johnson and Johnson, you know, can't predispose to this, you know, it's a certain kind of blood clot in the brain. And so we, as as your doctor, I look at your your history and I and I say, mm -hmm. okay, you probably shouldn't take that. So those are the side effects that I have heard that are catastrophic. Most times you just have, you know, weakness, fever, joint ache, all of that stuff. But you get that with a lot of viral vaccines as well. Like when I get yeah. my shot, my arm is sore for a few. Yes, years, you know. <laughs> so uh, and. A lot of vaccine hesitance um, I've heard is just, oh, side effect this, this, that. But it's not different from any other drug. And we take millions of drugs every day. Um, uh, um, I, know, I know another factor that's been swirling around is that, oh, it caused infertility. Now, I before I took my vaccine, I spoke with my... Um, uh, my GYN. And I asked, I said, do you advise me getting this vaccine? Because uh, my fiance and I, you know, we're going to, um, you know, thinking about going there with a child. <laughs> so um, she's like, no, um, I totally recommend that you get it. Um, I was like, okay. So, and then I saw another um, um, Facebook live, um, like a, a week before I was going to get my first shot and it was like black doctors, um, black gynecologists, um, uh, doctors, and they were, um, coming against that myth. 
you know, uh, that it causes infertility. Um, because one of my friends, uh, her, she has an um, 18 year old daughter, but her doctor advised her against getting it. She said, I advise you, I, I don't advise you getting it if you plan on having kids one day. That's what her doctor told her. Hmm. Okay. So only God knows where yeah. this came from. Let me tell you. But where I suspect this came from is there is a portion of the protein, you know, the spike protein is how the coronavirus like kind of latches on to yeah. the cells. You must have heard of spike protein in the news. So there's a portion of it, from what I remember, when this thing came out, they I forget the correlation, but there was some correlation with the spike protein and and something with that was the estrogen levels. I can't remember, but something yeah. silly like that. But do you know how many times a year this same spike protein is manifested in other coronaviruses? Coronavirus is a cold. Do you know how many times we've gotten infected with coronaviruses? Countless. We have colds every year. Yeah. Well, I probably have antibodies to some coronaviruses. So if those don't make me infertile, what is so special about this one? Right. On on the SARS-CoV-2 because they're all in the same family. Yeah. So I don't know how that myth gained fire, but you're right. It spread on the internet like wildfire. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and, and you know, the problem is where once we see something negative, God, we hold on to it. Right. Like, right. It's just like, they're like, see, see, see. Exactly. This is, what, what? Even if it does, Kay, even if it does, it's too early to tell. We're not even one year into fully. It's honestly, if this thing causes infertility, we're not going to know to three, four, five years time. And then there's no way to prove. How are you going to prove it? But the part is that the protein that they say is responsible, I forget the mechanism. You see it in other coronaviruses. Everybody has coronavirus every year. You blow your nose. You have Qatar. Your body has already been exposed to that protein. So if you have not developed infertility <laughs> for the five, ten years you've been having a cold every winter, why would you do it now? Does that? Does that? Does that? So I want people to think about that critically. Yeah. yeah. Why? What is special about this one? It doesn't have two heads. It's the That's same. <laughs> it's the same protein. <laughs> It's the separate thing, but yeah. that's, that's what I have. You, you said something that was interesting. You said that coronavirus has always been around, right? Mm -hmm. So what makes this so different? Uh, girl, it decimated. It's trying to stop the whole world. It pulled the whole world on. I said, stop. Y'all are busy mm -hmm. with your lives. No, I'm going to tell you how to live life. Yeah. It's virulent. It's the mortality. People are dying. People are hospitalized. Yeah. Where did it come from? I've asked myself that question where it came from. I don't want to like say some um conspiracy theories. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so a lot of my colleagues think it just came like free form. I think uh, honestly, I won't be surprised if two, three, four years from now we find out that there was a lab error that was made because the virus is like almost perfect. Mm. It transmits easily. It transmits quickly, and it makes people sick. I mean, when you have a cold, making people fluid in their lungs, you know, sometimes flu does that. Flu areas, we do that. But this thing was easily transmissible yeah. all over the world, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I have some theories myself. Yeah, so I, I, won't, I, I won't be surprised in two, three years time. I'm gonna let them do this investigation, but. <laughs> 
it's just too efficient. It's yeah. too perfect. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, t me personally, I do think it was lab created, but you know, maybe to stop population control or something like that on that lines. But that's just me. So see, I'm, I'm not that far. I don't think it was intentional. <laughs> I don't think it was intentional. I think somebody enthusiastic was doing an experiment, mm. and by mistake, maybe I'm being naive, but I'm hoping they weren't trying to decimate the population. Yeah. That's super scary to think about. It's very scary. Yeah. I think I think it was an error that was made. I don't okay. know. Okay. Um, other uh, questions about the vaccine. So this new um, Delta variant that we're seeing, like currently, you know, there's some talks like, well, those who are vaccinated, does it protect against that variant? Does the vaccine protect against any type of strain that might come about? Um, what What are your thoughts on that? So yes, there's evidence that at least I know the Pfizer protects against you know Delta, um, but the the thing is the vaccine is your surface bet against severe disease. So when the vaccines were made, remember our systems were collapsing. So the aims of this vaccine was not to completely prevent infection. The aim was to prevent hospitalizations and prevent death. Yes. Right. And so when people come and say, well, people still get COVID, I'm like, are they in the hospital? If you look at the data, most of recent COVID hospitalizations and deaths are in unvaccinated people. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the proof you need right there. That's the proof you need right there. The cases of, in the new cases of COVID I've diagnosed, only one person was vaccinated. In the past two weeks, the cases I've diagnosed were all in unvaccinated people. And so that's the proof right there. Mm -hmm. So even if you end up unfortunately getting COVID, Delta, whatever variant is running around, if you're vaccinated, you are less likely to get sick, less likely to get hospitalized, and less likely to die. Yeah. But when people tell me, well, but my cousin died, this is, nothing is perfect. We're talking about odds here, probabilities. We're talking about rates. Nothing is a hundred percent. Yeah. But your best chance at survival, your best chance at beating this virus is to get vaccinated. I agree. It's I just agree. so simple. And when people want to go on a back and forth, I you just I'm like, I'm like I don't know. I just so how does that work? Say because we know, like you just stated, it's not a hundred percent, of course, you know, it's not. And like you said, if you're vac vaccinated and, you know, if and if you get it, like you said, it won't be as serious as somebody who is not vaccinated. Um, so what about those people who are vaccinated, right? Um, is it can they more more likely get it from someone that's unvaccinated? You mean so you said people that are vaccinated? Can mm -hmm. they get it from unvaccinated people? Yeah. They are more so, yes, because the data they found has found out that if you're vaccinated and you get COVID, you're not shedding as much viruses. And if you don't shed as much viruses, then you don't transmit as easily, right? Mm -hmm. So based on that data, it makes sense that if I'm vaccinated and I catch it, I probably got it from an unvaccinated mm -hmm. person, you know. But the the thing is it's really, it's probabilities and odds. Nothing is perfect. Mm -hmm. 
we live in an imperfect world. This is in heaven. Mm-hmm. But this is your best chance. Mm-hmm. And I've had people tell me, well, I'll take my chances of catching COVID. I'm like, well, if you, if you want to. If if you want to gamble, that's just a that's just a gamble. That's just that's a, a big gamble. See, and I, and I'm not a gambler like that. I I really value my my health and my safety, and that was like the number one reason why I chose me and my fiance, my mom, my auntie. That's why we chose to get vaccinated. Um, it, it's it's not a gamble that I am willing to risk. The stakes are too high. It's very and, high. And the thing is, when you've seen people struggling and dying from COVID like I have, young people, not even old people, young people, mm-hmm. they're struggling and putting them on BiPAP intubating. Like you fear. Like I, like I literally, I would go into work every day praying that God, don't let this be the day I catch this virus. Mm-hmm. I used to be to go to work. I used to be terrified. I like, you know, my parents were concerned. Yeah. And so when this vaccine came out, goodness, the hope it gave me, I got bold. I, got bold. I had a little more spring in my step because I was like, yeah. oh, there is hope. It's not 100%, but it's better than anything else. And the data is there. If you go to CDC, Google, anybody listening right now, just Google, what is the percentage of on, on the people who are hospitalized? What percentage are unvaccinated? They make a majority of that. Science doesn't lie. Data doesn't lie. Data is objective. And I've had people say, well, they are falsifying the data, making up the data. I mean, what are you gonna what are you gonna say to that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Your your mind is already made up if you're going down that road. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna say to that? You can't say anything. You can't. <laughs> like, well, you know, hey. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, I've had people that have had COVID refuse to get the vaccine. And that one I don't understand because I'm like, huh, I guess if you defeated COVID, you feel maybe, you know, oh, okay, maybe it wasn't that bad. I got a little sniff, I got a little cough. And some people think um, because they've had it that they're now immune. Is that false or is that true? The problem is we don't know how long that immunity lasts. So by definition, you should have antibodies. But we don't know how long that antibodies last. And we don't know that everybody mounts a response because not everybody mounts a response. You know, and that's, let me, I'll talk about two different things. The first one is not everybody mounts a response. Let's talk about that in the vaccinated and unvaccinated people. So in people that have had COVID before, right, there's no way to prove that you have antibodies. I had a friend, COVID positive sick, sick, like actually sick, but wasn't hospitalized, but sick at home. Okay. We tested for antibodies later, nothing. Hmm. So did this person have antibodies and they went away? Did they never get antibodies? But you couldn't, I couldn't say they were immune because they didn't have antibodies. So when you go around saying I had COVID before, I'm immune now, unless you check, there's no way to know. And if you have antibodies today, what are their levels? We call them titers. What are their levels? Are you going to recheck next week or the next two weeks? There's, there's, there's no way to check that. And we all know that antibodies for different viruses, they wax and they wane. You know, so my, and I've had people get reinfected with COVID. So I've, I've had, I know of somebody that, for example, in May, I'm using me as an example mm-hmm. because we're in July. In May, had symptoms positive for COVID. 
In June, completely fine, went back to normal, repeat test negative. In July, same thing, symptoms, sick, can breathe, COVID positive. Mm. That has to be a new infection because the person had that entire month where they had no symptoms and they had a test and it was negative. So mm. I don't think COVID was lingering in the body, caused no symptoms, they were negative and then came back in July. So the only sense they made was this was a new infection. So that's when I really got worried about this virus. I was like, I was like, was this a different strain mm. that they were infected with? You know, so for people that are listening and have had COVID before, it's a false assurance. You probably have antibodies, but there's no way to tell if you mounted one and how high it is. So get vaccinated. The other I want to address are people that have underlying conditions. So how okay. much of an immune response are you mounting, right? So when you have underlying conditions that require immunosuppressants, like when you have rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, you have to take immunosuppressant drugs. Um, a lot of my people that have diagnosed vaccinated with COVID, and even some people I'm hearing, my colleagues, is people that take those immunosuppressant drugs. And so the thought is that because they're on those drugs, their body is not mounting enough of a response. So they're then in a breakthrough case. So if you're listening and you're on any immunosuppressant drugs for any reason at all, you want to be very cautious. You still got to wear your mask. You still got to protect yourself because anecdotally, based on what I'm seeing and what my colleagues are seeing, a lot of these breakthrough cases are in people that have those drugs. Oh, okay. And can you just explain, I mean, I know what it is, but for somebody who doesn't know, what are um, breakthrough cases? So breakthrough cases are cases of COVID in people that are vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So if you have an autoimmune condition, you know, like I mentioned, rheumatoid arthritis is one, lupus, um, you know, anything, even like HIV is one because you're taking immunosuppressant drugs. Anything that suppresses your immune system naturally, you know, if you have like thyroid disease, you know, if you're taking any of those drugs, the concern is when you get your vaccine, because your body is trying to already suppress your immune system, the vaccines are not reaching those levels of antibodies. So I would say those people have to be especially careful. They are more susceptible to getting a breakthrough case. Okay. And so for, okay, for those who are vaccinated, is it safe to say that their antibody levels are high and, um, do you recommend for the vaccinated um, people that they get their antibodies checked? So a lot of scientists will tell you no. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I, I personally have not had time to do, but I want to check my anti-levels because I'm so worried. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time I called the lab, they told me it was $150. That's why I didn't go. If it was free, <laughs> I would have gone. <laughs> So if it was free, I would have gone. So when I have time, I will call around some labs in my area and be like, yo, how much you guys charging? If it's free right. or less, I'm going to do it. So a lot of people will tell you no, because in the that's why in the first two phases of the study, they actually measure, they measure um, the level, the, the it's called the titers. They measure the titers. And that's how they recommend the dosing to give people. But listen, if I was taking an immunosuppressant drug, I probably would want to know what my levels were. Okay. 
Um, but even without that, I think I still wouldn't know because I'm so skeptical. I'm like, what if we'll see? When I got my vaccine, I didn't get sick. I didn't get fever. I didn't get pain. My arm you was- You did it? I didn't. So I was like, am I even mounting a response? But am I even worth a symptom? Um, <laughs> I, I, was like, I wanted to feel something. I wanted to know it was working. So you I'm know what? I, I, that's how my fiance and my mom was. The first, nothing, nothing at all. Me, on the other hand, I, of course, you know, I had the sore arm, which went away like, you know, the, the next day. But my second shot, um, I was just a little bit fatigued. Um, I might have had like just a slight fever, um, little just a little chills. I mean, it wasn't like I could still like get around, but I was just I was laying on a couch. I got it, I got it on a Saturday, so Sunday I was just just very sluggish. I was laying on a couch pretty much the whole day. Um, I have another podcast that I do with friends. I was on a couch during for that, you know, <laughs> wrapped up in my blanket. But then the next day, I was good. See, at least you got something, so you know it's worked. I'm jealous. <laughs> I have nothing. I have no proof. I'm just working on faith right now. So that's what I want to check. I want to check that. <laughs> For real. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, yeah. But <laughs> I, you know, and I'm not going to, you know, hold you long, but I, it's just really important, I, I think, to, um, to be vaccinated. Of course, everybody have their own, um, um, you know, reasons for doing it or not doing it. That's cool. Um, so, so what about like the herd immunity? Cause I know that different, like, well, LA, they went back to wearing even if you're vaccinated, they went back to wearing masks indoors. Um, because, you know, the, I guess a lot of people out there getting it and a lot of it is a lot of the unvaxxed, but they want everybody to mask back up. Um, why do you think that is? And when, when I say that is, I'm talking about like the percentage, like what, what's a good percentage we would need in order to be like, oh, OK. Um, footloose and fancy free. Even though I, I, I'm, I'm a little laxed on my mask wearing. I don't really. The only time I wear it is if I go into an establishment and they say, "Wear it," you know. But pretty much, I don't. I'm, I'm just out here. Girl, the air is gross. The mask is your best friend. Girl, the air is so gross. Listen, let me tell you. This mask time. This little cold, this little cough. Normally, every winter season, I'm always like with some kind of virus because that's where I work. Nothing this winter. So I was like, mm -hmm. wow. I'm every, in fact, I don't, I think every time I work now, even whenever for the future, I'm going to wear my mask because it protected me from so much stuff. It, you know, it has. I have, I have not gotten like the regular cold in a minute. So yeah. yeah. So why, so, so why not, right? Yeah. But going towards herd immunity. <clears throat> Dr. Fauci gave a number a while back. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, I think I recall 70 to 80%. I may be wrong, but I will check on that. But that's what I recall him saying right now. I just checked the data as of yesterday, 48.9%. We are 49% vaccinated. So until you have enough people vaccinated to prevent your infections, this thing is going, and this virus is smart. 
this world is trying to outsmart us. You know, right. they're, looking at, they're looking at like, that's why I said it had to have been engineered. I mm-hmm. don't. I don't believe that this thing just came out of nowhere. I really mm-hmm. I don't, but I, I don't know. I may be wrong. Um, I'll be interested in the booster. As soon as they bring booster list, I'm like, sign me up. Especially since I like, know that's right. right. <laughs> they have any response to the first two. Right. Oh, my goodness. Well, we are far from her community because right now, over half of America is still not vaccinated. And that's a problem. That is a problem. How how long do you um, foresee this going? If we're not vaccinated, this is going to go on as long as we let it. It's, it's a smart and efficient virus. We have to be smarter and we have opportunities to be smarter. We've got to take advantage of them. Yeah, so hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll die. You know, like the, the Spanish, I think the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu, I think, lasted two years or so, and it killed two a lot years, of yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just died by itself. So hopefully, hopefully, this thing will mm. get tired of humans and die by itself. Right, and you know, when we talk about vaccines, I mean, it's been vaccines for a lot of stuff that's hardly around now. Like you have what polio, you know. You know why polio isn't around? Because yeah. we vaccinated people. Well, it, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> You know, vaccines work. You know, you had like the polio. What what else is, you know, some stuff we never even Measles, heard of. Measles, rubella, yeah. mumps, pertussis, um, HIV, hemophilus, influenza. Vaccines work. They work. They I work. didn't know what was in there, but I got them. So why, why is, what is, I keep saying that. What, this thing, what makes this one so special? I'm telling you. This internet is dangerous. The misinformation is very dangerous. And that's why I wanted to come on here and um, dispel the, the the myths, you know, from the facts. Because if people just getting their information from the internet, yeah, I, I would be scared too, you know. <laughs> it's a lot of misinformation out there. And, you know, for those who are on the fence, you know, just, you know, do your research. If You know, just do your research and just Keep up. Look at people who you know that are vaccinated, and I don't know. Just I, I say, just, vaccinated folks can't tell you to do your research. I want you to do your research, but regarding what your I'm, research shows, please, yeah, please, the benefits outweigh the risk. It does, and you know the population right now. I feel bad for the little kids under 12 going back to school can't be vaccinated. People are wearing masks. I am seeing cases of MISC MISC little kids. They had intubated in ICU. I know. Heart failure on um, blood pressure support medication. Children are sick. Mm. We're releasing them in the fall. Schools are removing the option of virtual schooling. So Poor parents. I have no choice but to send these kids to school. Yeah. So that's the population I feel bad for our kids. It just rips my heart apart. I, I read recently that Pfizer is working on something for mm-hmm. kids 12 and under. And I thought that it would be released by now. I thought it would have been released by end of June. That's the oh, goodness. I worry about the fall. I, I worry that we're going to need another lockdown if things continue the way they are. Hmm. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope you. I hope so too. I really do. 
any last words you want to leave um, the uh, my audience here? Get vaccinated. Talk to your doctors. Don't believe the internet. Just talk to find a doctor you trust and 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 talk to them. Um, you know, bad things happen to people all the time. So you, your cousin, your grandma may have had a side effect, but listen, we have side effects with every single thing. Yeah, we're playing. Life is a is a game of probabilities. You know. Yeah. You 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 just have to just trust. And you say, oh, I don't trust science. Oh, Tuskegee experiment. Oh, they want to experiment on people of color. I've heard that as well. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, um, non-people of color were the first to get these vaccines. <laughs> right, and that's why I got it too. When I did, I'm like, <laughs> they out there getting it. Let, let me get, let me get while they getting it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, this, I'm like, no, I'm like, we were even the ones, you know, minorities, um, like populations where like had to reach like there was re restricted access initially you know so I was like that should be a sign Even hello minorities are like rushing to get this thing right <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know and I heard before we go I heard this comic he was he's a um he, he's a stand-up comic and he's also um a pharmacist he was like, we're not back there in CVS, you know, like, oh, this is the black people vaccine. This is the white, you know, it's, no, it's all the same. It's all the same. So thank you so much for coming on. And hopefully, you know, this will um, bring uh, some clarity for those who are on the fence. And, you know, you go out there and get your, your vaccination. I totally agree with um, what Dr. K is saying, the benefits really outweigh the risks here with this vaccine. Um, you know, again, I, I'm the type of person I don't, I'm not a big gambler. You know, I don't like to lose my money on an unsure thing. So like, you know, these 50-50 odds, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go with <laughs> the vaccine to keep me out the hospital, you know, so. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you know, this, um, thank you for coming on, Dr. K. Again, I really appreciate it. And you, you're um, very welcome. Thank you I so much. That everybody stays healthy and everybody stays well. Take care, K. Yes, you too. And everybody, I will see you next next week. And I don't know if you heard, but um, I will be taking about a two month break, um, all of August, all of September. I'm getting married in September. And um, thank you. And I have uh, some stuff to do up until then. So I need to focus on that right now. <laughs> so, but I will be back in um, October. And um, again, it's one more episode for this month, um, next week. And then, um, yeah, I will be, you know, um, bringing to you past shows um on on wednesdays so thank you everybody stay healthy um be wise make wise decisions have a good day have a good night whenever you're looking at this and um be blessed bye bye <laughs>